Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you like books or movies, you know that there's really two key parts to any story. You really need a good beginning. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And you need a good ending. You want to find out what happened to the characters. Do they live happily ever after? Is there a tragic ending? I think most people in the end deserve and, and like the good, the happy ending. Today on Ascension Day, we celebrate the glorious ending to the mission, the story of Jesus that liberates us from sin and death. But we also hear him say, I am with you to the end of time, and you are witnesses to the end of the earth. So today, in many ways, Ascension helps us celebrate three ends. First, the Ascension of Jesus marks the ending of his mission. Jesus had willingly come down as a little human baby. It took more than 30 years for him to earn our liberty. It was hard work, living that perfect life, proclaiming the kingdom of God, doing miracles, finally suffering, being crucified on a cross, buried in a tomb, rising to life. And then after Easter, Jesus said to his disciples, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Jesus was given a mission by the Father, and he fulfilled it. So, after his resurrection, 40 days, Jesus proved that he was really alive, appearing time and time again to the disciples, to others. Then it was time to ascend. Ascend to heaven to almost a hero's welcome, I suppose. We read in Luke 24, verse 50 and 51, and Jesus led the disciples out as far as Bethany. Lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. Nations honor returning heroes often with, with a parade. For his enormous victory, Jesus was honored by being seated at the right hand of the Father on the throne of God. His sacrifice was accepted. The work of salvation was done, accomplished, finished. But I don't think the disciples were quite as ready to hear the words, the end. As happy as they were to see Jesus' triumph, they're also bewildered about losing their leader. So the challenge for Jesus was to show how the end of his physical presence was not the end of his illustrious work. Jesus was not going into retirement. He was going to remain active through the disciples by the power of the Holy Spirit, for accomplishing the work of saving people. 
So he says to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. So Christ's mission to liberate the world in one way was accomplished. It is finished, Jesus said from the cross. It was, it is. But in another way, Jesus' mission is just beginning. There was no more dying for our sins, yet that salvation must be proclaimed to the ends of the earth. You will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth, we read in Acts chapter 1. That's the second thing to think about this Ascension Day. The extent, the limits, the the ends. How far is it that we, the church, are to go with the good news? For years, we've had the vaccine to prevent polio. But in some parts of the world, at the very beginning after that was uh, invented, people didn't know for, for quite a while and so suffered horribly by that cruel disease. It was necessary to bring to those people the knowledge of the vaccine and then bring them the vaccine. So it is with the message of forgiveness in Christ. If it's to be helpful for people, they need to know what it is. They need to hear it. They need to read it. Think about it. Someone did that for you. Someone shared the message of Jesus and his life and his name with you. It may have been a parent, a friend, a preacher, a teacher. Who was that important person or persons for you? It's through the sharing of the word that the Holy Spirit opens the hearts and the minds for us to believe and to live. Luke 24 spoke of how Jesus opened the disciples' eyes to the truth in the scriptures. We read in Ephesians, Paul prays for their hearts and their minds to be opened, to see the great riches of salvation that are theirs, that are theirs through faith in Christ. So we, the church, are in many ways kind of like a delivery business. I mean, think about it right now. Delivery businesses are booming. I mean, how the world has changed. Just think about Amazon. Amazon doesn't make anything. They simply sell it. Yet, After they sell it, what has to happen? It has to get from them to you. So not just Amazon is loving it, but UPS, FedEx, their their own delivery people. They don't produce it, they deliver it. They deliver to others what someone has made. You can think about it as trains. Trains deliver tons of grain and coals and cars of stuff that have been produced elsewhere. The church 
is in the delivery business, not the manufacturing business. We do not make our own salvation. We cannot make or produce another person's salvation. I can't make them believe. What I am here to do is to deliver what Jesus bought and paid for and what he wants freely given to the world. And so Jesus says in our text, he doesn't say you are observers. He says you are witnesses. There's a difference. An observer is just someone who simply sees. We are witnesses. One who sees and shares, talks about what what he or she has seen and experienced. Now, we, of course, were not there with the first disciples to see firsthand Jesus on the cross and after Easter to see him ascended. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, through the Bible, we do have firsthand knowledge of who Jesus is, what it means to be forgiven. We know and have experienced firsthand what Jesus has done in our lives. We know our destiny as a Christian is to share the eternal joys of Christ and his kingdom, for he will come back in the same way that we saw him go. He will come back to take us to be with him. So, until he comes again, the purpose of your life is to be a witness. Sharing the good news through which disciples are made. Telling others about Jesus to the ends of the earth, till the end of time. The mission is not done until Jesus comes again. Now, there's no higher purpose, no greater reward in line in life than for you to be that instrument through whom God works faith and the gift of life and freedom in someone else. What a joy that is for each one of us to have that calling and that purpose and that shared joy. Clearly, we can't do that without help, can we? And so Jesus gives us that third end to speak about and to think about. He says, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Christ is with us to the end of time. He loves us to the end. Why? Not only to preserve and protect his people, but so that our shared mission, not just our, but ours with God, so that that mission can be accomplished. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to give us the power, the power to be effective witnesses of what Jesus said and did. Think about back to... Good old days of Superman, right? Every time Clark Kent had a mission, what did he have to do first? 
He had to find the phone booth, right? Did you see this week the last public phones were removed from New York City from Manhattan? End of an era. Our kids, grandkids will never grow up knowing what a phone booth is. At least not seeing one in person. But Clark Kent, would, to, to make that change, he would go into the phone booth, strip off his ordinary business suit, revealing the Superman clothes. He could only stop the locomotives and lift the skyscrapers when he was properly clothed with that outfit that revealed his true identity. Now, as Christians, we are clothed by God with the Holy Spirit so that we can do what he asks In baptism, we are clothed with Christ. We are covered with Christ. And his promise to be with us always is literally true. He never leaves. Now, I don't get the promise of being able to leap tall buildings, even to do miracles. But... What God does promise is that he will give us the words that we need to say. Through his word, he empowers us to do what he asks us to do. It says in Romans, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Now, I don't feel like Superman. And I got to say that there's moments that I have this kind of doubt in God. Really, Lord, you're going to do that through me? Through us? Us? And I have to imagine the disciples had to feel a bit the same way, didn't they? But look what happened when the disciples did what they were told. Read in Luke 24, Behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. So they received that power at Pentecost, which we'll celebrate uh, first Sunday in June, along with a confirmation of one particular person in attendance this evening. No names. On that Pentecost, what happened? They received the Holy Spirit, They proclaimed the news, and thousands became believers that one day alone. And i got to say, I think we're even a little better equipped than they are. We have the opportunity to share our faith freely, to gather, to worship, and to study without fear of reprisal or government oppression or being arrested. I think we have other wealth of tools that they couldn't even have dreamed of. The amazing means of communication that we have. I can pick up a phone and talk to someone across the world. I can video phone call someone across the world. I have computers and communication that that literally empower us personally to share the gospel to the ends of the earth. We have the means. We have the tools. But now it's up to us, each one of us, 
to use those means to share the gospel, the good news. Not others, me, you, us. That's our mission. So, how do you arrive at the end of a good book or a movie? Well, well, in one way, it's up to the writer to decide how that story will end. In real life, it's God's purpose. God has laid out for us how this ends, eternal life. But it's up to us in our work to really, in many ways, decide between two options, for there are really only two options in the end. Those who die without faith in Jesus have a miserable eternity. Those who trust in Jesus will be blessed with a joy for all eternity. Eternal life, eternal peace, eternal joy. The ascension of Jesus is the end of his earthly ministry, but it's more. It's that connection. It reminds us of our unfinished mission to bring the gospel to the ends of the earth through our witnessing and using our gifts. It reminds us that until the end of time, Christ is with us, that we may be faithful and effective witnesses, each one of us, to the ends of the earth. May God grant that to each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen.